everyone, and welcome to episode 10 of the Fortress Survival Podcast, where we give you the tools and the mindset to survive and thrive no matter what your life is like. I'm your host, Joel Riles, and today we are going to talk about one of the last mindset needs, which is situational awareness. So we're going to get more into the defensive um, mentality today. And this is a lot of what we talk about is going to revolve around this. Number one, it's the industry I work in with protection dogs. And number two, it's an industry and an area where number one, the people that are not in the industry uh, have a lot of misconceptions about. And the people who are in the industry, um, a lot of them have little or no experience dealing with actual conflict. And uh, so because of that, Um, They have a lot of misconceptions, which is mostly just things that they've been taught or been told by other people who also didn't have any experience. And on and on it goes until you basically have a bunch of people just saying what somebody said or what they thought they said, and you have very little value in what's being trained at that point. So we're going to get into that, and we will be addressing these topics from various different angles a lot more as we go through. Also, wanted to let you guys know we, uh, I just did a couple of product reviews. I'm calling them product reviews. It's basically I'm showing you some of the products that I use, um, kind of how they work and function. And um, I just did three of those. The first one uh, just went up uh, live today uh, as of the recording of this, which is July 1st. Um, so it might have been about a week ago, but we're starting to do, um, I'm going to start doing product reviews as part of what we're doing in the motivational mornings on Instagram. So if you don't follow us on Instagram, uh, please go over there, follow at Fortress Survival, and um, and you will get to see those motivational mornings three to five days a week. I post a seven to 10 minute video. Sometimes they're 11 or 12 minutes. I try to keep them short though. Uh, up there, <clears throat> sometimes it's just me sitting in my car. Sometimes I'm uh, at my kennel uh, actually showing you a product. And, uh, and we will also get into some of those, um, we'll start doing some fire starting, some actual um, practical skills where I go through and I show you how I do it, and, uh, and then you can go and you can practice it. Also, let's talk about today's sponsor real quick. Today's sponsor is K9 Academy Online. So K9 Academy Online is making dog training easy. We have local and online training available. Basically, uh, if you follow my other podcast, Protection Dog Podcast, or you just have a dog, and you would like to get more training into that dog. Well, if you're local to Orlando uh, or the Houston area of Texas, uh, we have a franchise there and I train in Orlando. Uh, You can come train with us in person, uh, but don't worry if you're not local to us, we have online training. You can go to canineacademyonline.com and we walk you all the way from, I just got this new puppy, what do I do? All the way up through off lead obedience and tons and tons of other advanced topics as well. We're continuing to build that out. We're adding to it all the time, and uh, and it's only about $200 a year or $20 a month. So I highly encourage you to go check that out. You can find out more information on the website, as I mentioned, K9, the letter K, the number 9, K9AcademyOnline.com. You can email me, Joel, J-O-E-L, at K9AcademyOnline.com. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, at K9AcademyOnline, on Instagram, the same thing, at K9AcademyOnline, and you can search on YouTube, for K9 Academy online and uh, see some of our free videos there uh, to see if our training methods connect with you. All right, so let's jump into today's topic. Mindset needs situational awareness. 
<clears throat> excuse me. So why should you care? Still got this little throat thing. So I'm going to take a drink of water real quick. All right. So why should you care about situational awareness? Well, first of all, situational awareness is much more than just looking around as you're walking, right? But most people, if they're going to be attacked at all, are attacked because they're not paying attention to their surroundings. Okay, so in the movies, it's always like, you know, this this really sneaky thing and the person's like, you know, uh, doing this high level covert type approach and then the person gets attacked. And then, oh no, they get attacked. <clears throat> in real life, it's some idiot thug who's just waiting for you to not be paying attention. And the most common place for people to fail in this category, to not pay attention, is because you're staring at your cell phone while you're walking um, like you know, down the street or while you're walking through a parking lot, especially at high risk times. Okay, so early in the morning when it's dark, uh, in the evening or nighttime when it's dark, or anytime when there's not very many people around. <clears throat> okay, so people, uh, crowds are generally um, in your favor in terms of being attacked. And the exception to that would be something like a riot or something like that happening and then a crowd is bad. But generally, people don't just attack other people in a crowd. All right? So be up looking around. You should care because it helps you keep from being attacked. But here's the other thing. Situational awareness, if you start training yourself for this, training yourself to be aware, and we'll go over a couple drills that I like to play uh, that just helps with this. It helps you avoid accidents on the road, okay? They call it being a defensive driver, right? But really all it is in practicality is being aware of what's going on around you. And so you're driving down the road and a, a vehicle starts to pass you or maybe you're pulling up alongside a semi and getting ready to pass them. And all of a sudden you just see them, they're still in their lane but they're drifting a little closer to the white line. <clears throat> I hold back when that happens. And I can't tell you how many times I hold back Especially when there's something like, um, you know, a concrete wall, like on some of the interstates, or a guardrail or something like that. So I have limited space to maneuver. And they drift over, and they'll drift over sometimes three, four, five feet into my lane. Sometimes they just pull right into the lane. Sometimes it's people coming up on an, on an entrance ramp, and they just veer right in front of you. And it's like, they didn't even look. They just came up and just pulled in, right? In the last year, year and a half, I've had that happen probably five to ten times in one version or another where people either either just drift into my lane and would have hit me if I hadn't slowed down or moved over. They will just veer right in front of you coming onto an entrance ramp and of course most of the time it's somebody staring at their phone or doing something that's distracting and, uh, <clears throat> and then they drive poorly, right? Situational awareness helps you avoid those accidents. You go, hey, this person's drifting into my lane. I should slow down and get out of their way. Maybe they're being an idiot but that doesn't help me not have a car accident by yelling and calling them an idiot, right? What does help me is being aware and then doing something to avoid the accident myself, right? I take responsibility for the situation and I go, I'm gonna slow down so that this person doesn't hit me, okay? Other places, it really helps being situationally aware on the larger scale of things. So part of this might be if you live in a city, if you don't live in a city, then in the county that you live in, being aware of the things that are going on in that county politically, right? Is your county becoming more conservative, more liberal? It depends on which one you are as to how that affects you, right? <clears throat> but you, as you're aware, you're able to start making adjustments, okay? One of the biggest things about being prepared, being a prepper, 
surviving these situations or thriving in these situations is being flexible and being able to adjust and maneuver as things change because things are going to change. You can't stop it. So what you can do though is you can be flexible and you can adjust as things change. All right. Well, in order to do that, you have to be aware of this situation that you're in. That situation could be walking through a parking lot. It could be driving on a road or it could be living in a county. It could be your state. What kind of things are happening in your state and what kind of things are happening in your region and in the world. Okay, so the country, sometimes your region of the country, the country that you live in and in the world, okay? So being aware of these things. Now, I will be honest with you. I don't spend a huge amount of time, you know, following the world news. I don't watch news on television. I check a few news sites, typically through their Instagram or Facebook feeds. And uh, I kind of go, huh, okay, that's something I should look into a little bit more. Or, eh, okay, not that much going on. Right? There are a couple places I recommend uh, you can check out. I will try to put links to them uh, in this uh, podcast notes. Because uh, I can't think of them right at the top of my head. But um, they are people that do that full time on, the, on the, either the national or the world scale. And it's really good to be aware of them. One of them, in fact, um, I think it's called the Trends Research Place or something like Trends Research Group. Trends Research Group. Let's see if I can talk without slurring. And, um, and what he does is he tracks everything from commodities, prices, uh, regional unrest in places like Africa, China, India, Pakistan, places where we, we have things manufactured. And he goes, that affects this and that affects this and that affects this and that's why it affects you this way. Now, I don't really per se care about all of the intermediate stuff, but he tells you this is going to happen because it takes three months for this to occur, for this to work through the, the supply pipeline or whatever, and this is what's going on in this part of the country, so you need to be aware of that. And then you go, oh, the price of X is going to go up in a couple of months? Then if you invest in that, maybe you wanna buy some extra now. If you just buy that kind of thing, maybe you wanna stock up now before the price of it goes up. Right, so being situationally aware helps you in that category as well. So, I highly encourage you to be situationally aware. What it means is what is going on around you directly within, like you know, a, a thirty-foot radius. What's going on in terms of how far can you see? <clears throat> what's going on locally, meaning in your city or county and state, and then what's going on on a broader scale. Okay? And the more you can be situationally aware, the faster you can adjust to things as they change. Okay, Pay attention to who is around you. So now we're going to bring it back down to our closed space. So as you're watching people, watch for people who are scanning the crowds, scanning other people. Also watch for people who are intentionally trying to not make eye contact with other people. So they will look at somebody and then if that person looks at them, they will look away often they look down at the ground and then they kind of glance back up to see are they still looking at me right a lot of these people don't want to make eye contact that is suspicious behavior it's worth watching that person right be aware of places where people can stand they usually don't overtly hide like crouch down behind vehicles and stuff like that but what they'll do is they'll stand in a place like in a corner 
and they'll just kind of act like they're chilling and relaxing and they'll be scanning from that environment for people who look like easy targets. So as you move around, start checking these places. I like to do it in a subtle form, right? Like if I, if I feel like somebody's following me, then I may turn so that I can look at them. When I'm standing in line, like I like this whole six foot rule thing, not because I think it has anything to do with the, uh, the pandemic, the fake pandemic thing going on, but I like it because I don't want people close to me. I don't like people within six feet of me anyway. Right? To attack me, you have to get within six feet of me. So stay six feet away. Therefore, I know you're not attacking me. But a lot of times what I will do is if somebody does get close to me in line, I will turn sideways. So I'm not facing the person in front of me anymore. I'm kind of, that person is on one side of me and the person who's behind me is now on the other side of me. And I will just look at usually, you know, those little shelves that where they have all the, the goods as you're getting ready to check out. And I'll just act like I'm looking at that stuff, right? And I'm just standing there looking at it. And, but I'm not really paying attention to anything that's on that shelf. I'm looking at the person that's behind me, but is too close out of the corner of my eye, right? Sometimes I will address them, but often I don't want to escalate the situation if I don't have to. So I just turn and keep an eye on them. And I just go, okay, I don't like you being that close to me. I'm going to turn and keep an eye on you, right? Especially nowadays, everybody's gotten used to being farther away from people. So if somebody gets closer than that, that also is suspicious activity. Is there anything unusual about the situation around you? So they're not so much a big thing anymore um, with these like little spontaneous, but not really spontaneous uh, outbreaks that were happening in malls and things like that, where people were texting and saying, hey, let's all go to this mall. And then when we send a text message, we'll all punch somebody or whatever. Um, but that sort of thing does still occasionally happen. But what does happen more frequently now um, is some political thing will spark off and then there'll start to be riots in places, okay? And we have to be careful about that. We have to be aware. Well, what will often happen is you will notice a shift in what is normal. In order to be able to understand this and recognize it, you have to know what's normal, which means you have to be paying attention. But oftentimes, um, you know the general uh, dynamic of the environment you're in, right? If you're paying attention. You know that at this time of day, there's usually approximately this many people around. At this time of day, there's these kinds of people around, right? If you go out to a, um, a, a street that has a lot of bars and restaurants on it, and you're there at noon, it's usually a lot of people from the offices and the businesses around that are going out to get lunch, right? So not a lot of people are drinking. <clears throat> but if you go to that same street at six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 o'clock at night, the crowd is very different. It may even still be the same people, but the whole dynamic of the environment is different because now they're out to go have a good time, get some drinks. A lot of times people are more drunk in this environment. And so knowing what is normal, what is the, the typical situation allows you to recognize when there's something off. When we were in Iraq and Afghanistan, we would get very, very familiar with what is in this environment typically. When we drive these roads, what's normally on the side of this road, what's normally not on the side of this road. If there's something new, we would pay really close attention to it because the uh, bad guys would set up IEDs and try and blow us up. So that was one of the ways we started paying attention to the things that were out there. But you have to know what's normal in order to recognize what's not normal, okay? Is the area relaxed or is it under tension? Usually, 
what happens is somebody else starts creating tension with another person and that can escalate, right? So if you go to bars or clubs or even restaurants that have bars, if there's gonna be a problem, it's usually two drunk people getting in a fight in some form or another. Whether somebody you know thinks somebody messed with their girl or whatever the, the case may be, and then that happens, and then if there's a problem, that escalates from there, right? <clears throat> if there's a mass situation, uh, such as, um, you know, like a mass shooting or something like that, usually you can feel a level of tension if you are aware of the situation. Whenever I feel that level of tension, I start planning escapes. Now, not like escapes like, ah, I'm screaming and running away, but I just go, you know what? I don't like the feel of this environment. We're gonna get out of this building, right? So when I'm talking about these situations, I'm typically talking about crowded spaces. Now, I don't like crowded spaces to begin with. Um, I'm fine talking to large crowds of people, but I am a introvert. I'm a loner. I'd much rather be all by myself than with a group of people. Even when I'm around my family, um, if we're together every day, all day for a week, I need like a day where I just go and just work on something all by myself, right? To recharge. And um, so you may be an extrovert where you like being around people, but be aware of the environment, be aware of the situation, right? It could be one person that creates that tension. Everybody else senses it, but they don't pay any attention to it. But it increases a level of tension around you and you will you win every fight you don't have, right? This is one of the defensive things that I like to teach my clients. You win every fight you don't have. So when you sense that a potential fight may be happening, I start going into, let's avoid that fight. If we don't have it, we win it. We're ready to fight. We, we don't pause and hesitate if the fight happens. We immediately go 100% full aggression in a fight if we need to fight. But we avoid a fight if we can Right? We control the space around us, but we, we try to de-escalate situations if possible, and we avoid fights if we can, okay? So if you sense tension in an area, it's a good idea often to step away from that area and just don't be there, right? And a lot of people will call this a gut feeling, okay? <clears throat> That's fine to call it that, but what it is, is our subconscious picks up on things. And women tend to be a lot more in tune with this than men. So oftentimes a woman will say something like, this doesn't feel right, right? Or they'll meet a new person and they'll say, something doesn't feel right about that person. What they usually are doing is picking up subconscious cues in their environment, but they're not, women's brains typically don't process things in a highly logical thing. It doesn't mean women can't be logical. It just means it, typically their initial process is emotional not logical. So they express it in an emotional phrase, this doesn't feel right, pay attention to that. People will call it a gut feeling, but it's your brain sensing something is off and telling you something is off, right? When you sense that, pay attention to it. I used to get them before missions that went bad. I would go, hey, something doesn't feel right about this mission, I'm just getting this tingle up my spine, we'd be on high alert. And oftentimes, something would happen, like 80% of the time. It's not 100%, but 80% of the time, something would happen on those missions. So just be aware of those things. What are the threats around you? And then, in the meantime, what you start training yourself to do subconsciously is you start doing this. You go, okay, so I'm in this restaurant. We're gonna sit at that table. 
Sometimes I choose the table. I want to go to that booth over there. Sometimes I just let them sit me wherever they're going to sit me, right? I'm not hyper paranoid about this personally. And I like to run the scenarios. So I go to the, the table, whichever, either I chose it or they chose it. We sit down and I go, this is all just in my mind, right? Now, if you want to talk through this with a spouse or a friend, excuse me, um, there's nothing wrong with that. But depending on the environment you're in, people may think this is really weird. So I just do a lot of this in my head, right? And I go, if somebody walked in right now and, and, and did a robbery, right? So they walked in, pointed guns at everybody, said, give us your wallets. We're taking the money from the register, blah, blah, blah. What would I do? <clears throat> if two people over there at the bar got in a fight right now, what would I do? If somebody had a heart attack over there, what would I do? If somebody started choking, what would I do? Right? And I start running these mental scenarios. And what happens when you start to do that is you start to look around closer at your environment. You start to become more aware of what's there in the environment because you start thinking, well, if I needed to get up out of this chair and go attack the person that had that gun or whatever, then I have to get around the crowd, the people that are sitting at all the other tables, right? What if all the people in the other tables got up and started running around hysterically? What if the person yelled to get on the ground and they all got on the ground? Well, they're gonna scoot their chairs out away from the table and then get on the ground, which means there's gonna be people on the, in the way and more chairs in the way. Right, so if I need to move to take in some kind of aggressive action toward this person, I'm gonna have to deal with all of that. And all of a sudden you start paying attention to all of these extra things, right? You start looking around and going, what can I use for weapons? Maybe you carry concealed and you can use that. Maybe for some reason you didn't today, because that's always when something happens, right? That one time you didn't carry concealed. And you go, but this is a steakhouse. There's steak knives everywhere, right? I can grab a steak knife. But you know what that means? So can they. So depending on how they walk in, that means there's other weapons around, but it means there's also weapons for all the other people around, right? Somebody might jump up and help me. What would I do if they do help me? <coughs> Excuse me. That sort of thing, right? So I start running these scenarios. I do it while I'm driving. What would I do if this happened? What would I do if that happened? Right, when the people in front of me slam on their brakes, and I-4 is notorious for this, so when I'm going to pick up my kids it is pretty much the only time I drive on I-4. And so I'll be driving down I-4, we're all doing 85 miles an hour and all of a sudden within a quarter mile, we all slow to a dead stop, right? Well, sometimes because I have a big vehicle and I usually have things loose in my vehicle like dogs and things like that, I don't like to slam on my brakes and have everything slide. So as I'm braking as hard as I feel like I can brake at that moment, if I'm still closing distance on the vehicle in front of me, I will shift over into the shoulder and drive on the shoulder as I'm continuing to slow down, right? Now, usually um, I just overlap the other vehicle a little bit in front of me, <clears throat> but it allows me to slow down without throwing everything in the car all around and without hitting the vehicle in front of me, right? But I run those scenarios. What would I do in this situation? What would I do in that situation? What would I do in that situation? And as I start to do that, I become aware of what's going on around me. Another drill that is very helpful is I glance at vehicles and then I look away and I try and give the make, model, and tag number of that vehicle, right? And, I, and when you start this, just do like color and, and make, white Toyota, red Ford, that sort of thing. Then as you start to get good at that, right, then maybe you do two or three vehicles. So 
you look in the rear view mirror and then you look ahead and you go, there's a this car, a this car, and a this car, <clears throat> okay? And what you're starting to train your brain to do is to take snapshots and remember them. Take snapshots and remember them. What that allows you to do in environments is to walk in and glance around a room and then process the room, okay? So you don't have to stare at things because you wanna process information as quickly as possible. So by doing these drills, you start to train your brain to process these things a lot faster. <clears throat> Sorry, I go through my gate there. And um, as you can start processing information faster, now you can start making faster decisions. Now you can start having faster reaction times, right? But you, you go, what's over there? Without looking back at it, right? Because I walked in and I looked around and I went, okay, there's this many people approximately over here. There's guys over there, but they're acting a little, uh, like they're having a little too good at times. So maybe we got some, a uh, little bit of inebriation going on in that area. Be aware of that. We have a couple fighting over here, right? <clears throat> maybe they're not getting along too well. That can escalate a situation. And, uh, and we have an exit over there. It's emergency exit only, but I can still get out that way if I need to. And so you start paying attention to these sorts of things, right? Where can people hide? Where can people come uh, from? They get in and then they can use that entrance as an attack formation or an attack location not formation, an attack location, um, and, and they can conceal themselves right up until the last minute, right? So like the backs of restaurants, things like that. That uh, can be places that they can do that sort of thing. So as you begin glancing around, you start recognizing these places and then you start remembering and processing this information faster and faster. So these are some of the drills that I will run as I'm trying to maintain and train myself to be more and more situationally aware. I will say this is a perishable skill. So if you don't practice it, you will get lazy and then you will um, lose your ability to, to process this information quickly. So <clears throat> the more you can do it, the better. Also, if you have children, it's a great little drill to run with your kids. Hey kids, look over there. Okay, now look at me. What was the first letter in that license plate? Kind of drills. So hopefully this has been helpful for you. I would love to hear your feedback. You can email me at joel, J-O-E-L, at fortressk9.com. Also, please check out our websites, fortressk9.com, fortressk9.com slash puppies, and k9academyonline.com. I would ask you to follow our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Also, if you are interested in the de uh, defense topics, we have lots of defense information as well as dog training information over at my other podcast, protection dog podcast and if you're looking for a working line german shepherds dutch shepherds or malinois send me an email and i will get you information on those we uh, breed and train all three of those breeds until next time remember to train hard stay safe and be prepared